So hi everyone. You welcome to another episode on my podcast. It's nice to have you. Oh my god. Hi. Oh my goodness. Okay, so with me I have Tostos and Dial. Yes, they are my colleagues and today's yeah my friends. Yeah my friends, yes. So um today's podcast we're going to be talking about the NSAS protest, the millennials perspective. The answers for the millennials. I'm very proud. You better your generation. I'm proud of your generation. I am Jenzi. <laughs> so, um I will just allow Tosi and Dayo to say a bit about themselves and we'll kick off. So, I'll start with Dayo. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Let's get to know you. Okay, Dayo is said and uh Let's just say I enjoy, you know, improving people and building systems naturally as a person. So I just give that up. Okay. Okay. Thank you. So, so let's have you. Hi guys. Hello, Dio. Hello, Mikael. My name is Tostos. I am. Who am I? Oh well. I love people. I love. This. I'm everybody's fave, and I'm. A... <laughs> podcast okay so thank you so to start with my first question will be um what do you think about the online protest that what's going on on twitter because i think right now everything is happening on twitter i, I think instagram joined with but what do you think about the online protest so i'll start with dial yes Okay, uh, well, if we think it as an online protest, I, I think it has been instrumental. I think everything started from the online protest. Uh, the news was able to travel far and wide. And uh, an organization, you have uh, some of the uh, key lawyers, the FK Apollo Defense Coalition, and uh, many of them, the influential people like the Skits, Mr. Maharoni, all started from online, and I think uh, that formed a lot of momentum. And it played a very key role when the government tried to clamp down the local media uh, that you know information is still free, and there are many other channels where uh, we can get together what is actually happening. So I think uh, it was a start, and, it, and it's also very key to sustaining the momentum of where we are now. Okay, okay, so Sam, what's up? Yeah. Hi. So for me, what do I think about the online pro- um, protest? Or more, I love the online protest because I mean, just some people, eh, some people are not loud mm-hmm. in person. Some mm-hmm. people cannot shout mm-hmm. physically. So online, yeah, give them everything. Like they could see everything with their chest. They could. Okay, well, <laughs> but it, literally, like Dio said, it was the start. It was the jitter. It was what without online, I don't think it would have actually blown so how it went and everything so i really love the online version i looked like ah, all these other people and i know we just we they insult us that only pressing food won't be doing any but we gave it to them that's ghost i love the online i mean i love the online i love the online so that's for me sir. i loved it i wish well i love why are you claiming generation z i don't understand <laughs> i don't care what gen z okay <laughs> All right, so that's kind of interesting. Then, so what do you guys think about the offline protests? Like, what do you think about the offline protests? Like, those going to the streets, yes. 
I, I really want to say that you know, uh, I have to give it to them. Um, it's been it's been a whole lot. I think uh, while the online protest really kicked it off, I think I got to hear more of the stories. What was happening when the you know the street protest started, and uh, the manner in which it has been organized, um, how he has gone about has been nothing short of uh, impressive. I've, I've, I've heard people feel different way about it, especially with what is happening now. But I don't think what's happening now should take anything away from what has happened thus far. And I don't even think it should take anything or it takes anything away at all. And um, though the uh, online protest started it, it was the street that eventually brought the government to a degree to their knees when strategic mm-hmm. areas were shot and everybody could feel that there is something happening. There are some people talking. And, and, and so I just have to give it to everybody who put there and even slept on the streets to make this happen. Uh, and, and that's just my perspective about the, uh, the on-site protest. Yes, yes. I would say really the, the level of organization actually just threw me off because, you know, before now, we used to hear stuff about the older generation saying stuff like, okay, we are the lazy youth, we are this, feeling like, okay, the youth on the streets do not have sense in quotes. But like, when I saw, let me allow Susan to talk before I, before I continue. So, so let's hear your view. You said everything I have to say. But well, for the offline protest, I think that, I mean, like I said, the level of organization was on point. I mean, initially it was really peaceful. And like, it was like there was synergy between mm-hmm, both online yeah. and offline, right? The online guys were like offline guys would tweet that this is what is happening there before you know it help is going all the way to uh, offline and i think that i mean if we had just talked to banting and my protesting online would have not made made that effect like made our voices really heard mm-hmm. because when we came out that i mean people started coming to join us celebrities will come and join, politicians will come and join, and we can see that indeed, okay, these people mean business, right? I know Gen Z now, we, we are very proud, we are there for the vibes though, but we are there to be known and be heard, so I love it. The energy online, sorry, offline was amazing, and I think it was really good. I think, I mean, both of them really, online and offline, good, before, I mean, the bad guys came to spoil mm-hmm. people, right? I think... Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you. I agree with you. So, like, with this offline thing and online, I love the fact that you spoke about the synergy, which was very remarkable. It was quite remarkable. And then we have the question of leaders. Who are our leaders? And, you know, then it looks like there was going to be a division and all of that. But I feel like taking responsibility to an excellent, and this is where I want us to talk about feminist coalition. The fact that they stepped up. In fact, it's not like they stepped up, stepped up to come and show off as feminists or something. The fact that they stepped up to, you know, taking care of things that are going on offline was actually very remarkable. But I want to know what your perspective is about the Akia Budu, Jolly, Jolla, yes, and the other guys. What do you guys think about those people? Dayo, let, let's go with Dayo first. I, I I think I think um, I think of them as people who stepped up to the occasion and um, did it heartily because you know for many of us uh, within our generation it's it's very easy to sit down somewhere in the cerebral 
and you know put strategies and say he ought to go like this, he ought to be like this. And uh, like Jerome was trying to point out, it's not like there's a perfect way to protest. There's no protest that will have looked perfect. But mm-hmm. I think these guys really stepped up and they didn't just have the ideas, they didn't just have the digital influence, uh, they took it a step further to make something uh, reasonable and uh, relatable to every single person. Every single person, even people who might have had divisive views with them before, were able to find in them the common ground. And I think that played a very key role into the organization of the protest and gave the protest the outlook of something that was not just a, a shout, but something that was properly coordinated. And, you know, we even had some people compare this protest to protests that will happen in other parts of the world and what would have been happening by that time and what we have done thus far. So I think uh, the accountability they've shown, uh, the leadership they've shown, most importantly, the hearts they have shown, irrespective of views, uh, to bring everybody together on the platter to do something reasonable, you know, it's, it's, it's something good. They've gone beyond just thinking to action, and, and that just that just makes me give my hearts to them. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. So, so, so I know you're already standing FK, but let's know your view. <laughs> well, I think that. The feminist coalition group. I, I initially, well, I don't think it was even actually planned. Yes, already they had the group before the protest started. Right? Because was right now. But I know that I recall one day in the morning. I think before the protest, the day before the protest started, when um, I think a guy was something happened fast, hit a guy and stuff like that. Maybe in the hospital. Then I just woke up the next morning to see Jola. Jola wrote on Twitter that my God, that is how 24 hours and FK has raised over one million naira. Wow. Then that was how everything just started. And I just went to a page and just started seeing like how people had been donating money and the like. And before you know it, it started said that okay, let's protest. More came with the old legal support. Um the lady that DMP travels with yeah she came with um organizing things. Social Money Africa came with phone calls and the likes and I was just like oh more this strategy. Like how did this people even like get up to do because and of course like Daya said we can all plan our mind and say but the fact that they did it like and it wasn't planned everything they just started doing things started happening like everything started started coming started coming I mean God must have helped them really because I don't know how they did it really Start all of them, right? Yes, I know now. Oh, good. So, okay. Um, can you still hear me? Okay, 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 okay. Yes, I can so, hear you. Um, now, but I, I, I could not agree less with what you just said. Like, they, they've actually proven that. We have we have that quality of people that can actually lead this generation, even in our generation right now. So now I would like to talk about something a little bit sensitive, and that is where um, Shegaling. Yes, I know that we had um, some, some sort of division at a point, and it looks like the process was still was. It seemed like the process was going to be divided because we could not have someone who could tag in here. So now, what's your 
what's your what's your view on this? Do you think we should have some? Do you do you think we should say okay? These people are leaders, so I know at some point you will definitely have to dialogue with the government or have to you know talk to them. But do you think we should appoint someone or then what? What do you just think? I think I'll start with Tosin first on this. <laughs> okay, girl. Me, eh? Me, I think there should be a leader, honestly, because I feel like, well, I, I might be wrong, but, but I feel like we've already gotten the attention of, I mean, the government, even if Buhari has not spoken yet, right? If, I mean, government, international organization, I know that. I feel like it's time for us to get people to represent us. Like, that. I feel like, of course, it gets to a point that dialogue has to occur, and I think they're already there, because well, you know, it will just keep protest. I mean, now some places they called coffee, some places they will, they might before you know, maybe there won't be another lockdown. Before, you know, the essence of what we're fighting for will just die. But I also understand the fact that Nigerians are like, hmm, they don't trust anybody. Mm-hmm. Before they will yeah. say you and they will bribe them, and you know, everything we also fought for will just go like that. So I'm like, so far, really, I know everybody wants. I know that everybody wants. Okay, social whereby. Okay, so. We have like maybe like a town hall that is broadcasted live, but I still think that we should have leaders, people to represent us one way or the other. <laughs> My thoughts, I know Dio would dissect, we give us reasons why. Oh, oh yeah, why I not? Need, uh, yeah. I'm here, I'm ready to learn. Well, it's it's been really tough for me when I when I think about that question. Uh, I've looked at different ideas on the different sides of the divide. People who have argued that the protest uh, has made it thus far because uh, it has been a faceless protest, and people will think that okay, it has made us far because of that. But now it's time to turn up strategy. But in an actual sense, I think um, it has not necessarily been faceless when it has been faceless. You know, we, we all know the people who have stood up and, and have pushed this process and really gave momentum to this process. And a lot of them, even, even someone like Faust, will say that he doesn't still want to be, you know, the representative at that point. He prefers to work behind the scenes. So I think one of the things I see is that even some of the guys who have stood at the forefront that we are able to put faces to have not necessarily stood up to say that, okay, we will push this thing uh, a bit further. I mean, the 505 came up from somewhere. The 505 did not come up from anywhere. And I know that mm-hmm. someone like Faust really advanced mm-hmm. that cause it not. So what comes to my mind is, uh, I think there is this perception that the five for five, if the government was to start with it, is something that could be easily seen, even if there was no form of dialogue. That's what what I first see that people are saying. It's their action points. But the most important thing is that there should be a form of representation in the sense like if there is a council, if we are going to reform the police, we are going to put something, then people must stand up and we that have cried for it must also be involved actively in the reforms. And I know one that is celebrating, I think Kathy also uh, voiced her willingness to help and express. So I think if it comes to uh, the point of the government wanting to exact reforms and not necessarily just say that, okay, come you guys, what do you want? Let us give it to you. Their point is that what we want has been given to you guys someone who has presented this thing the five for five mm. they've even created mm. a tracker dp that says oh there's they've taken action on this there's some action mm. on this so it, it's it's like for them it's like it is pretty clear what we want do you understand what we are not mm. seeing is action 
calling us again to come and talk again is like how you would have done with Aswan, you would have done with that. Mm. So we want to see, you know, action. We want to mm. hear something. And why silence is not just going to be enough. Masibando's apology is not just going to be enough. And, exactly. Um, we want to and talk. you know what the Lagos uh-huh. um, government is doing is fine, but it's not going to be enough. It's not about him and his state. It's about the entire nation. It's about the fact I still mm-hmm. see videos today. I still saw one. The brutality is still continuing. What is happening in the prisons and everything. And so, you know, the the feeling is getting more. Uh, is getting more. How will I put it? People are getting more angered by what they are seeing. Because what they've asked for is very direct, it's very plain, it's something you can do without having to dialogue. But definitely in going further, you would need representation on the councils. Is it that they set up the panel and um, the people like FK were not there at the panel to defend people that were beaten mm. or they didn't come to testify? No, people stood up, even at the face of, if someone who was beaten, I should be afraid and intimidated to stand up, to bear witness testimony mm. against someone. I don't know whether he's going to go to prison or they will just dismiss. And in front of his colleagues, you could mm. do me harm tomorrow. But people actually stood up to do that. So it doesn't mean that people cannot actually stand up. It just means that what we have seen thus far doesn't seem so sufficient for us to say that yes, we'll be on representation, we'll be on the councils, because I think the asks are clear. That's my opinion. So, so it's a bit that we would need it, but there are still some things that needs to be seen for it to actually happen. So, so that would be my. Mm. I think that some people are even also. I think that some people are even also scared. Like two ways, though. The part of we like the normal commoners, well, Gen Z, we're not commoners, but. And even the ones that are in charge, you know, like FK, the ones that are mm. at the forefront, I feel like, okay, so why can't they say they want to be leaders? I feel like maybe they are not ready to be leaders like that, to be at the forefront, because Nigerians yeah. won, Nigerians will finish mm. them. That's what I think. I feel like they still feel like, mm, I'm not sure I want to be the Martin Luther thing for these people. I'm not sure I want to be the savior. I'm, I still want to go to Canada, regardless. So I don't want to be at the forefront. Mm. That's what I, I think that's one part. So those ones, they still feel like oh, Nigerians don't trust them. So they yeah, don't want to enter trouble exactly. by, by, by saying they want to be leaders and the like. So I think that even we, we should, because when you see tweets, people will say, even the one that they sent forms to feel um, mm-hmm. who we nominate, who we think we can nominate as leaders for Lagos State, people are still comment that don't nominate anybody. Why should you put Banky? Is a, is a, he has come for, out for politics mm. before. Don't put this FK. Put this one. So I still feel like what of us, everybody has trust issues. We're not, we're not sure of ourselves. Last, last. So we don't want to enter there. Mm. They should pick Gen Z. They're not shy. <laughs> don't worry. We'll move. still come to Gen Z. So now, my next question will be <laughs> what's the way forward? Now, we already have you in some states I, I know some other states will still join but with the talks around and with the fact that some talks are even you know um setting up themselves as protesters and some tv stations or media stations are actually saying that it's the protesters are vandalizing things and all of that like last night i was i was actually very weak because i could not even tell like like the question on my mind is just what is the way forward what is the way forward do you feel that the curfew what do you think the coffee will achieve? Will, will they allay the talks or will they just... Um, I'll go back to my last question, so which is, 
what do you think is the way forward with the coffee now being enforced in certain states? So, Daya, can we have you on this? Okay, I, I think um, it, it's really dicey for me, but one thing I think everybody should do is, you know, not really fight against each other. I think we are at the point where some of us think that, you know, part of the protesters are doing, some of us think that everything is entirely the government. And at times, you know, we focus on that tit for that, losing the fact that the majority of the protests in actual reality has been right. And so I think that as as a generation, this Rosuke generation, which I really love that term, you know, must stay on that unity track that has brought us thus far. Definitely there might be some elements of people who might be on the rampage, among protesters might be minute but are causing serious issues. We've also had a lot of videos of that will show that the government has been trying to undermine the protest. I think one of the strongest points we can have building on that unity is the ability for the government to see that even after five days of coffee and the resume on the sixth day, we can shut down Lagos in the demands. We can shut down Abuja in the demands. I think that force is actually something that they cannot eventually deal with. Because just like COVID, we know that you cannot lock down a country forever. So if we show you that we can come on site anytime you need to be offline and we can take the rampage online anytime you want to do anything, then I think you have no choice than to bend as much as you can. You cannot subvert or really, or you know, do as much damage as you're trying to do because eventually, like we've seen from COVID, it's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt you badly if it's going to hurt everybody. So I think that right now, if the coffee, I think that we should all comply but we should stay on the unity lane. We should um, keep the online energy very, very active. You know, I'm sure many of these uh, other groups that have been you know, unofficial leaders will think up of very strong strategies and we, sh- we should follow in a sense and not be too divisive and just show that you know, we're a force that can mobilize today. If the, if, if the, if the coffee is called off today, we can be again out today. We can do the prayer works again today. If you call it mm-hmm. up again, we go back and we can come back today again. Being peaceful, getting up after ourselves, making our point known, known and stuff like that. Then, as I said, you know, eventually it gets, it's going to get to the point where you know there'll be there'll be leaders. And, and like Tosi said, I think it's a very daunting thing for anybody to try and say he wants to be. But once we keep track of what the government is doing, as we are doing that tick, as we are doing for the 505, let's just get involved in the process of determining what reform would look like. That's a long-term process. And I think at that point in time, we must all stand up and you know be involved in it. What does this reform look like? What will success be? And we can even come out with another thing to track again for the government, month by month, quarter by quarter. But the fact that we can come out when we want to come out, retreat when we want to retreat, and they can't stop it, I think that will be a very good reform because you need to do that. Mm, I agree. I agree. Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I know that this protest, right? Um, they can destroy us. 
they can stop us. They are joking. <laughs> they are joking. We go back to come back another day. Hey, they're never ready. They think they can stop us. They are just looking at us like, okay, mm-hmm. we'll do this, we'll do that. We are chilling in our house now. We're mm-hmm. chilling, we're waiting. Online, they think that they'll come and collect our phone. We'll die there. We'll sleep there. Retweet, retweet. Like, like, one more. They're never ready. Then we'll come back, you know. So I don't want to say something here because, I mean, <laughs> what they come and carry me. <laughs> we'll come back, we'll be back, and we'll mm-hmm. be better. And you don't know why we have yeah. people backing mm-hmm. us spiritually, everywhere, on every angle. Mm-hmm. We have people backing us, so they're never ready. They never, oh, short. that's all I have. Let me, I can't talk so much because with the Gen Z, we are having plenty of meetings, you know, so I cannot shout. If I leak out our secrets, we'll be back. You just made me laugh, but I believe that what you said is actually the truth. So the fact that they think they can jump in our spirits. And like they can shut us up to the point where we're frustrated and not be able to stay our minds any longer. Uh, I don't think that would work. So finally, before we round up, I, I want to know your perspective about the global responses we've been having, you know, from Jack to some celebrities abroad to Nigerians and diaspora. What do you guys think about the global event, Daya? Well, I think global support, I, I feel, I have mixed feelings about it, but for the Nigerians in diaspora, it's been really, really good, you know, because most times people leave Nigeria and they leave, they really don't care mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. And but our generation has shown that we are not the type who just live for ourselves anymore. Mm-hmm. We leave mm-hmm. and we still want to fight and we still want to make that point known. And I think eventually, as that tenacity is, that tenacity is kept, you know, the world mm-hmm. is going to hear a story. But if I look at the world at large, I don't necessarily think that uh, the world has responded. Jack has done something mm-hmm. very good and we have to give in terms of for it. But when you look at uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, you look at uh, the scenarios or, or the scenarios of the crimes that have been committed against them, and you look at uh, some of the things that have been done or what is happening in Nigeria, and you would expect a sense of, uh, a strong sense of outreach. You would expect the uh, certain organizations, Amnesty International, mm-hmm. you know, have make very, very, very bold statements. I know they've made some in the past, you know, to make to make the Nigerian government know that, you know, we are we are eyes on you. But I have to give it up mm-hmm. at this for for some of the international media, CNN and mm-hmm. and uh, BBC, yeah. they've given us uh, a, a sense of, of, of good coverage. But, but we need that voice clear. We need those petitions that we are signing, you know, passed. So it's a sense of action too. Yes, we are doing a lot of protests, mm-hmm. but we need a stronger form of action from the international community that makes these guys know that, yes, I don't think we can hide. Even if we are meant to leave the country and celebrate, people are not going to look at us the way they did at us before. Yeah. And, and that will make them do something. So, so I'm still hoping to see that from the international community as we strengthen our own base right mm, I agree. I could not agree less. Dustin, what do you think? <laughs> you just be agreeing on your own thing. Anyway. <laughs> so I think that, well, yeah. I mean, it's just, the world is a global village right now. Everybody's connected. Regardless of wherever you think. Even if I leave Nigeria and move in somewhere else, I'm still connected to Nigeria one way or the other. So, I mean, it's great that 
some, I mean, notable influential people, influential people have been speaking, talking for us, doing the likes. What if I some people to talk? I'm still dragging them on Twitter. We are coming for them. But I think that is really good. And like I said, we're still, we're still waiting for more. And please, Jesus is part of the foreign exactly. body now. So we need God to come and help us to read this. So I think that it's a good one. And I think that, I mean, with time as it goes on, many people will still come and chip in and help us. And hopefully at the end of Amen. the day, Amen. 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 Thank, thank you so much, guys, for your time. This has been... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a big issue. Exactly, exactly. So thank you so much, guys. Like this, this has just been on my mind and I'm so happy that we had this regardless of how busy our shadows are. And um, I want to say that by God's grace, I believe that we'll win this fight at, at last. So thank you guys for joining this for our next conversation. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.